I saw her mum telling her that she'll always, always be there. And I saw her leaning over the girl, like as if she was tucking her into her bed. And she kind of like wipes the girl's hair off her face and, and puts it behind her ear. And she told her she loved it. planning I was planning on saying like do you know do you know how excited I am to be here but I feel like I feel like that hello you can very much tell when I was in uh, I was gonna say high school when I was in university I worked at a call center at a bank and they always used to drill into us that customers can hear when you're smiling like they can hear it through your voice and I'm just like you can tell right now I hope you'll be able to tell right now that I'm not only like smiling, I'm like grinning from ear to ear. And it's funny, like I sat down last week to get on the mic and I started talking and I don't know, I liked it, but something just didn't feel quite right. And uh, I've actually started a job. So um, I've been in the office this entire week and, and back on a desk, back on the computers and the office isn't very chatty, it's really quiet and I've found that I come home at the end of the day and I just want to talk and so yeah, I feel like it's perfect now, I haven't talked to anyone all week so I can talk to you, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> for anyone who's new here, my name is Lydia and this is my podcast where I talk about the psychic stuff that has happened to me, either like from my past, from my childhood, or something that's happened to me really recently. So I think like you could probably listen to any random episode if you wanted to, but it's probably best to go back to the beginning because I've kind of tried to keep things somewhat in order just so that you could see how my abilities have kind of developed over the years because it's not something that I was actually aware of until I started looking back and I was like holy shit things have changed since when I was seven years old um but that's the gist of it I'd love for you to stick around got a ripper of an episode today don't think I've ever used the word ripper in my life but here we are this is what happens when you keep me like constrained to a desk all week just like before I get into the episode, I have a few little tiny things that have happened over the past few weeks that I just need to tell someone. So, uh, um, the other night, I um, uh, I was falling asleep and I can't remember, I think it must have been the night before I started at this new job and I was anxious to all hell, as you can imagine. Not that I didn't think I'd be good at the job. I think it was more just the logistics of getting to the bus on time, being early to this place, getting home, just the amount of activity that's actually involved in going to the office when I haven't really been used to that um, over the last wee while. So I... 
like in my childhood, was just lying there um, in the dark and was trying to get to sleep, but also was very aware that like it probably wasn't going to happen anytime soon. So I just lie there with my eyes closed. And I wasn't scared of like any ghosts coming through or anything like that because like now that I have Dan sleeping next to me, like I'm I'm less scared of something kind of being in the room. But I and like you know how when I close my eyes and I'm in that state between sleep and being awake at night, that's kind of when spirits' faces will appear kind of behind my eyes. Well, that happened, but it wasn't in that stage where I was about to be asleep. I was very much awake, very, very alert. And instead of seeing a face, I saw a girl lying in a coffin and she was very still. She was not alive. And after a few seconds, I recognized that the girl in the coffin was me. And I freaked out because I take that literally. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, it just is what it is. I don't have an answer for you, you know. But then the features on the girl kind of started to change. Like her forehead ended up being like a bit more curved and it was very like taut. Like I'm almost 30. The skin on my forehead is not taut. I'm getting wrinkles. <laughs> and, and she ended up having like some freckles on her nose and her nose ended up being like a little bit more like a little ski jump at the end. So like more of a perfect nose in comparison to my little one. And... um I was just lying there and like there were two things running through my mind. The first was that this was me and it was a premonition and something's going to happen to me. Okay, there were three things going through my mind. The second was that what I was seeing was symbolic of like maybe the death of an old self, like that Lydia is put to bed. This is like the dawn of a new day. I've grown so much throughout my concussion recovery. I'm literally a new person. That's the meaning I'm choosing to take. And the third was that I was just so terrified of it being like a kind of premonition thing that I somehow like imagined the features on this girl to change so that it wasn't me and I didn't have to accept what I was seeing. And I think as well, her hair wasn't as brown, like it was more of a light, um, really light brown or dark blonde by the end of what I was seeing. Anyway, like the next morning, I am catching the bus with Dan to go and get breakfast and um, I told him that something weird had happened the night before. I told him what I saw and he just kind of slowly nods. I could see the wheels turning behind his eyes just as he was trying to wrap his head around this thing. And he was like, well, you know, maybe it's a relief. And I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean? And he was like, well, you know, at this stage, like you could take it as, hey, You've lived a really long life. What were you? Were you in your 80s? 
And I was just like, no, it's the age I am right now. And his face just like dropped. And he was like, well, I don't know what to say to that. (laughs) So I hope it's not that. But yeah, that happened. And yeah, so... I want to say my anxiety has been at an all-time high, but it hasn't. It's It's been more like hypochondria has been at an all-time high for me this past week. I'm scared of random things happening to me on a good day, but this has kind of turned into next level. Like, I get scared by whoever walks past me on the street. I'm aware of any kind of abnormal behavior going on. On the bus, if someone looks a bit shifty, I get scared. If they don't look shifty, I get scared. I worry that when I cross the street, I'm going to get hit by a car. Like, it's just, it's a bit much. Um, Yeah. So, I'm dealing with that. But I feel like it's been about a week now and the hypochondria has lessened. It's probably only lessened because I'm at work and I like, have some distractions going on, you know, so I don't have to think about it all the time. So that's probably a nice little blessing. The other thing that happened was just like, well, it didn't happen. I just had this thought yesterday as I was on the bus again, spending a lot of time on the bus these days. And I was just thinking about me being a mum at some stage and having a baby and... I was thinking about how, I don't know, how the baby or the child will kind of take it if they get sick or they hurt themselves and I sit there and I, and I try and heal them. And I try and do like colour work that I, I've talked about on a few previous episodes now. And I started thinking about things and I was kind of worried that maybe they'd just think I was a bit weird, like a bit kooky. And then my, my thoughts shifted. And I was just like, hold on, if I have a child that lives with me until they're 18 at least and and they move out of home and every time something goes wrong in their life, they get tripped over at school or bullied or they break their arm or they develop a crush and the person doesn't like them back. If I sit there and talk to them and as I'm talking to them, try and do some kind of healing, whether they're aware of it or not, or or color work or or whatever it is. If If I try and lessen the pain that they're feeling at that time, what on earth is going to happen when they leave, they move out of home, I'm not around, and they're left to deal with the kinds of things that life gives you, the kind of, not bad, but just shitty things that life gives you and they're not used to the kind of emotion that comes through that or they're just not used to having a mum that's there just to kind of ease their pain all the time and so it's just like a really interesting thing to think about right now for me it's like sure I might have this kind of like healing ability but maybe I won't put it into use with my kids just so that they're not ill-prepared for the world around them when they grow up. It's just interesting because like, in the past, whenever I've thought about being a mum and things like that, I've just thought about how lovely it will be like when they're a baby and, and if they're upset, like I can kind of work through that with them, with their energy. And then now I'm just thinking, like, hold on, you can't wrap this child in cotton wool. 
So, yeah. As always, I'm overthinking something before it's even happened in my life. So don't worry, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> but I'm just thinking about a lot of things. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, I've talked you through some of the recent stuff that's happened. And um, I've already talked for like the length of an episode. So <laughs> let's delve into what I actually want to get into. Okay, so to give you a little bit of context, I had just done a reading over Zoom and I was feeling like really connected. Um, I think the, the info that was coming through in that reading was just like really, really clear. And so I just felt like a little bit of confidence for my abilities and I sat down and just wanted to see what would come through and yeah um you're probably just like what on earth is Lydia talking about with this reading thing like I thought she was so anti it and I was and I can't explain it but over the last few weeks I've just had a complete intuition shift in terms of like feeling really drawn to that area um and I was actually reflecting this and I think because the reason that I used to be so against readings was because I saw it as a space for people to take advantage of people who were grieving. And just that I'm, I'm very aware of how the weight of what people that have these abilities say can have on someone's life and how much it can impact them. And I've seen it happen in not the best ways. And I'm really talking myself out of this little intuition shift that I've had. Um, <laughs> but I think I just, I think I needed to be aware of that side of things. I think I needed to have that as a basis first, just so that I could really care for the time and person that's sitting in front of me and make sure that whatever comes through nothing sort of breaches my own ethical moral code if that makes sense like maybe I wasn't ready to do readings until I really understood that and I do and those beliefs aren't going to go anywhere I I can't explain it all right I just I, I don't know I've just had this complete energy switch and I'm really open to it so that's just it but like I'm really looking forward to it I I there's no real feeling that trumps the feeling of being able to connect someone to an energy that they've been hoping to connect to for quite a while. And I mean, it's tough. Like it, it, it means that every other area of my life like can't really measure up to that feeling. But hey, it's all part of being kind of psychic and kind of normal. So I just got to, that's just how it is. So I got to go with it. Anyway, I'm fucking rambling again. Okay, so I'd just done this reading. I was really in the zone. I wasn't really exhausted yet. If anything, these, these readings completely exhaust me. So I get drained all hell at the end of them. 
that that hadn't kicked in yet. So I was being sneaky and I was just like, I'll just see what's going on. So I kind of sat down and under my little mind hat and I just asked my spirit guides to bring a soul forward for me to help. And that's something I do kind of often. You know how usually I kind of undo my little mind hat and then I walk up seven steps and see little spirit guides sitting around a boardroom? I just heard a voice like as soon as I undid my mind hat saying, you don't need to walk up the steps. So that, like, that kind of brought on a bit of nervousness for me because usually I walk up those steps because it's kind of like a visualization of a separation between earth and wherever I end up going in these sessions. So it's usually a really good way for me to enforce these boundaries that I have between these two different worlds of mine. And it helps me feel protected. Um, But then I heard the voice say again, you don't need to walk up the steps. And then they said, walking up the steps actually deters you from getting the information you're needing. It's forcing you to use imagination to see yourself walking up the steps. You don't need to do that anymore. So I don't walk up the steps. I just let the information come and I end up seeing a girl. I see her in that way of, I want to say it's like that burnt out image of her face, but it wasn't. It, 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 it was more like having my eyes closed, but you know how sometimes I say like picture yourself having breakfast this morning, what were you eating, what were you doing, and the way that you kind of see that in your imagination, you see yourself having breakfast, that's how I saw this girl. So she was maybe in her early 20s and she was blonde. She was just sitting on the floor with her head leaning against a wall and, sorry, I'm just getting... I'm just getting some confirmation about a um, I thought I knew who this girl might have been and I'm just getting confirmation as I talk about it so oh no Sorry, I just needed to, um, there's a lot going through my mind right now, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk you through that in the end, right? Okay, um, so I've seen this girl in her early 20s and she's just sitting, she's sitting, um, on the floor with her head leaning against the wall and and she's crying and she's beside herself 
Um, and I hear the name Rachel. And then I, I see this image of an actress. Okay, she is in Gilmore Girls, which I've been watching for the first time in my life and have just finished. She's April's mum in Gilmore Girls. I'll put a photo up on, on the Instagram at Psychicish Podcast after the episode is. And she also, like, while I was watching her on Gilmore Girls, I was just like, who is this woman? Like, I just couldn't place her, but she seemed so familiar and it took me a little while but I looked her up on IMDB and I saw that she was Ginger in Friends you know that the Ginger that Chandler tries to date and it ends up that Joey had already dated her before and she had a fake leg and he threw it on the fire that Ginger <laughs> she's absolutely gorgeous um, and in Gilmore Girls she's a little bit older like she's probably in her early 40s I'd say but I see this image of her and I don't really know why I'm seeing her or why the name Ginger keep coming through to me more than the name she has on Gilmore Girls which I think is Anna but yeah the name Ginger just kept coming through um so I'd heard the name Rachel I kind of associated that name with the girl but I don't know <laughs> and then I heard the name Ginger and associated that with the older woman, that the actress. And I just have a feeling that the woman I'm seeing is this girl's mother. And I don't know, it must be that the reason I'm seeing this actress's face, like I don't think the actress herself has come through. I don't think she's passed away. I think she's still alive. But I think this woman, I, I think the mother must look like this actress or have similar features or maybe Ginger has something to do with it I I don't know but there's something there's something there that I can't really put my finger on it's like I'm missing a bit of information from the puzzle and I got a little bit confused because usually I see the soul of the person who's passed first but I feel that the daughter is still here and that she's grieving her mother, who's recently passed, like very recently. So I'm just getting more, more shivers. And all of a sudden, my vision sort of gets clouded with the color turquoise on the back of my eyelids, or like the color of aqua. And I just hear, take me to the sea, take me to the sea. And I see the girl in dumb. She's crying, she's still crying, and and I um I realize that it's her mum that's come through to me. Um she's come through to try and get me to help take some of the pain away from her daughter who's still alive and, and still grieving her mum. And that might sound a little weird, but it's actually something I've done before in my first ever reading with someone that I didn't really know. I have taken on the feeling of grief from someone and processed it in my own body so they didn't have to. I wasn't aware that that was what was happening at the time. But once that 
feeling past and I sort of got another message come through. I'm, I'm, I'm very aware of that feeling now. And it's not something that I'm open to doing. It's too hard on me. It's too hard on my mental health and it's too hard on my body. So I don't even want to do that again. So instead of just blindly helping this woman that I see, this mother, I say instead that I can try and take some of her child's pain away. So I've been told by other spirits <laughs> when I do energy healing that red is the color of pain. And if I remove red from the body, then this will minimize pain. So I just started picturing the girl sort of being wrapped up in red curling ribbon, like really tight. There was absolutely no gaps. I, I couldn't see any part of her. And then I just imagined or, or, or saw or visualized unraveling the ribbon from the top down so that she was visible again. And I pictured that two more times and then I unraveled it two more times. And I told the mum, I said, you need to send her a sign to tell her that you're okay. And then she says that Rachel's in too much pain to see anything. She won't even leave her room. And then I see, um, I saw her mum telling her that she'll always, always be there. And I saw her leaning over the girl, like as if she was tucking her into her bed. And she kind of like wipes the girl's hair off her face and, and puts it behind her ear. And she told her she loved it. And then she said, let's go to the seaside, let's go to the seaside. And I almost like got the feeling that this was something that she used to do to excite Rachel when she was younger. And I don't know why, but I just, I got the feeling that the mum wishes for her ashes to be scattered at sea. But for some reason, it's like I felt there was some hesitation from the girl um, that she doesn't want to let go of her mum yet, that she's not ready. And her mum thanks me and says, that's all we can do. So my guide that brought the soul forward, that voice comes back in and just says that's enough for today. And so I just do this new little thing that I've sort of derived from a guided meditation off Insight Timer to kind of cleanse my energy, I think. <laughs> I think that's what it's supposed to do. But I imagine three big sheets of white light coming from as high up as I can imagine in the cosmos and floating down and falling over me and my head down to my toes and then falling down into the center of the earth. And I picture kind of every chakra in my body kind of turning gray or turning off. And again, that's not from me. That's from this guided meditation. And then I, um, I tied my mind hat back up and, and that was that. Um,
I got quite emotional in the beginning there because I had a bit of a connection. <laughs> and I don't want to say it because I don't want it to be true. <laughs> but um, as I kind of looked over the notes that I'd written about that experience, that little mind hat experience, and as I sort of started saying that I saw her with her head against the wall. I recognised her. And, um... She, um... She had the features of... that I was talking about in the beginning of when I saw myself in a coffin and the features kind of merged to someone else. And I just don't want that to be true. But as I thought it, I got shivers everywhere. And I heard a voice saying, you did all you could do. And I'm hearing we're together now. <laughs> and I want to sit here and I want to talk it through and I want to like... I want to work through like the thoughts that there could have been more than I could have done. But I just, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm in the, I don't think I'm in like the headspace to to try and pick this apart right now so I think I just need to kind of sit and um, make sense of it all on my own in the heart like I probably if I knew this was gonna happen I probably wouldn't have talked about it today just cause it seems really, really insensitive now. I don't know. me because I'm still um, <laughs> I'm still feeling all the feels <laughs> but um, thank you for being with me today and um, thank you for your patience over the last few weeks while I was just kind of getting settled into my new normal I, I, I want to say that I loved being here today but my mind isn't in the nicest place right now so I, I, I won't say it but it's been lovely hearing some of the things that have happened recently again it's nice talking about them so that they don't just like live in my head but 
I don't know how to wrap this up, so I'm just going to go. Um, but, <laughs> I'm just very overwhelmed. So I can't remember the things I usually say at the end of an episode, but yeah, see you in two weeks. Good luck getting to sleep tonight. Yeah, that's usually what I say, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Bye-bye.